What's goody world? This is comedian and host of Hot Breath Podcast, Joel Byers, available on YouTube and all social platforms, Joel Byers Comedy and Hot Breath Podcast. And I am rocking with Michelle C on Candid Kisses TV. It's the Jill of All Trades, Michelle C, aka DJ Make a Move. She cute. Your host of Candid Kisses TV everywhere you need to be. And if you don't know by now, it's not your typical interview, y'all. Candy Kisses, blown away. Candy Kisses, TV for tomorrow today. Man, throw that auto tool on that bitch. That just sound like Teddy Payne. Hi there, this is Kim Cole, and you are rocking with Candy Kisses TV. It's your boy Talent, baby. We're chilling, Candy Kisses TV. With my girl, Michelle C. Don't take it personal. Yo, what's up? It's man from the fifth floor. In the ATL, chilling with Candy Kisses TV. What's up, y'all? You're watching Candy Kisses TV. We're my whole girl, Michelle. Hello there. Have you asked yourself what you're missing? I have. It's Candy Kisses TV. <laughs> Chelsea, aka DJ Make a Move, the Jill of All Trades. And I'm back like I never left. You know, it's season six, and I always have the dope new talents, but you know what I gotta do each and every time. About the same time, you know I gotta threaten you a little bit. You know how I get down. Subscribe now. I'm gonna tell you, mama. Act like she done raised you right. And I'm so serious about it. I'm gonna let my Aquarius homegirls tell you about it. Too. I don't wanna fuck nobody up. No, 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 no. Rocking all the comedy stages all across America, spreading his hot breath. And I ain't just cracking his breath. He's got a dope podcast called Hot Breath Podcast. Please give it up for Mr. Joe Byers. Hey, gang, gang, Gucci gang. Thanks for letting me gentrify the show here. I appreciate you. Well, you got to, you got to. Comedy comes with every skin tone. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we are getting ready to get into your business just a little bit. So, my first question is, when did you know the entertainment lane was your lane? Oh, man. I would say my first technical comedy show, I was actually in a church play, and I stole this. I was like six years old, and I stole the microphone from the lady running the, the event, and I started just going blah, 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 blah into the mic, and I started getting laughs. And then from then, it's just been game over for me. You know, and then seeing people like Sinbad on TV, that he's the one that really made me want to do stand-up. And then from there, it's just been nonstop, just using comedy to bring people together. 
Yeah, actually, Sinbad is one of my mom's favorite because he's because he's a clean comic as well. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah yeah I love Sinbad. He's still one of my favorites. Now that's my question though with the the clean comedy. Is that more difficult than um, you know saying what you whatever you want to say, or <laughs> it's a little bit more harder when it comes to the writing? Well, I mean, comedy isn't easy any way you do it. You know, clean or dirty or whatnot. If you're standing on that stage, then you're doing something that most people in the world are too afraid to do. So, regardless of what your style is, but it's all personal preference. I never tell people they should be clean or not. I just look like a Mormon that's going to pray over the audience if anyone has any sort of sins out there. So like me, me being dirty just comes off. They're just like, who is this? Nah, nah, it just, it doesn't fit. So it just works for me. But you know what? It's funny. Cause like, uh, who is it? Um, God rest his soul, Bob Saget, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's a comedian. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that he was that type of comedian. Until I saw him stay, till I saw him, you know, perform. Because it's like we get you get, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, the show that he was on, um, Full House, and you get such a clean, crisp guy. And so then when you see him outside, it'd be like, oh wait, oh, oh, okay, I didn't expect that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe I could do that, but then I would disappoint my family, and it would just, yeah, then that make me get a real job. So whatever keeps my wife believing in the dream is what I'm going to do. Listen, I tell you what, clean comedy gets you corporate gigs. So. Hey, man, won't he, Willie? Won't he? <laughs> we all know comedy is a dream job if you hate money. So <laughs> right. got to get that, that corporate money for sure. People keep always like, yeah, you know, come to this open mic. Like, no, sir. You know how, how much gas is right sir. now? <laughs> money to burn to come over here and entertain you for free. Yeah, I do it all day long. No, sir. That's I love Part of the hustle, though, is that stage time. You got to live on stage as a comic to develop. Oh, absolutely. But there are certain stages that you do. Because, I mean, like, for me, I don't mind doing free shows. But they're going to be a select few free shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They'll still have to be paid. You hear me? <laughs> Candid Kisses TV is brought to you by Kissable Lips Cosmetics. You can be kissed without kissable lips. Shop kissablelipscosmetics.com today for all your beauty needs. a fellow podcaster what inspires you to start your podcast i just love comedy and i love talking to comedians about comedy so it started with interviewing comedians here in the atlanta area that i knew and just about how they write jokes how they book gigs how they got on tv and things like that and now it's grown into 400 plus interviews with comedians all around the world so it just kind of started with a passion of what i love to do and what i love to talk about and fortunately now five years later it's it's become part of my job i'm so grateful for it yeah, listen these podcast streets ain't easy and that's the that's the funny part because like everybody's like well you've been doing your podcast for me and i'm like yeah but it's still a struggle because like you can have because i'm in the same boat with you i have like over 400 some interviews but what different doesn't make it mean anybody watching <laughs> so Watching? It's still a job, you know. What I'm saying you still got to figure out how to get people to see it. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, Booking people, all that. I mean, even the fact that I showed up late, I was like, "Bro, I hate when people do this." Like, as I was pulling the tick 
off of my dog's face. I was like, oh, she's she's gonna hate me. She's gonna be like, he's on white people time right now. Oh, that's all- you're the first thing is that? <laughs> <laughs> that's all part of it, though. Even on podcasting, people just see the end product and they're like, oh, they're just talking, and then it magically appears everywhere. It's oh. hours and hours and hours per episode. The one thing I, I can say I started the podcast for for me was um, like because I'm really big on entrepreneurship. Yeah. And so, and then same, same here, you know, I was behind the scenes, comedy stages all the time for years. And I was just like, you know what? I'm getting some really good gems from these comics. So this should be documented. And that's literally the only reason I was, it was out of boredom and be, me being nosy. Me <laughs> <laughs> being nosy, hilarious. <laughs> and that's what podcasting has got to be something you, it's got to be on a topic that you care about because it is a lot of work. So it's got to be something that you're interested in, even if no one else is at the time. Okay. Yeah. So if the entertainment business wasn't your passion, what other career path do you think you would have taken? Man. I mean, it's, it's hard out here in these streets for a white man nowadays. I just be trying to stay up, you know, with all these, it's, we fell off, you know, it, I'm kind of on this other end of white people. Like the crackers have gone stale, you know, people caught on to us and all of our shenanigans. So now as a white man, you know, I'm, I'm at the back of the line now, deservedly so, but coming up, you know, I, I thought about being a teacher. I thought maybe I'd want to be a teacher. I did enjoy that. My parents were teachers. So I think if I had a second career, I'd probably be a teacher. I would say. Yeah. So you, you enjoy kids. Um, yeah, that aren't mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been a camp counselor, and uh, I've done, like, kids' comedy classes and stuff. So, yeah, I actually actually do enjoy kids, yeah. From afar, nothing, nothing, canceling me here. You know, just... No, no, no R. Kelly kids, but, you know, just, you know. Platonically, pause. I should say I enjoy kids' pause. You know, it's, it's all just helping that next generation, you know. And I think it's important, you know, kids need positive role models and they need positive influences because that's where the change is really going to happen, you know, is in the youth. And that's when the next generation starts to create that, that whole shift. So yeah, it's very important to keep kids positive and productive and really striving to be bigger things than their previous generation. Exactly. Now, if you wrote a TV series today, what would it be about and what role would you give me? If I wrote a TV series? Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. I would write a T it'd be a sitcom about a stay at home dad. Okay. Uh, starring me and you would be my successful wife. That's providing okay. for the fam. Sounds good. Write it up. Let's get this money. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be such a progressive couple. Absolutely. Come on now. Listen, my and wife I- came to the door. He's like, who is he talking about in here? It's like, I hope them hoes ain't loyal. I wonder who he's talking to in there. Like, I wish he would. Uh-uh, no. Mm-mm, we're not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> what is something valuable you've learned through the quarantine time? And how are you able to p- pivot in the industry? You know, when everybody was down and out, we really couldn't hit the stages or do anything. So what were you able to do to keep your sanity? Well, talk about entrepreneurship, not having all your eggs in one basket. Bruh, I was like, a touring comedian. I was like on the road almost every weekend. And then overnight I'm like unemployed. So real quick, I pivoted really doubled down on the podcast, really doubled down and made some like online comedy classes, started doing 
some like coaching and different various like writing gigs and things like that. So having multiple streams, uh, I do like affiliate marketing now and things like that. So mm. I think the pandemic taught me how vulnerable I was just from a business standpoint. And um, it taught me also, I mean, from a family standpoint that my wife and I are closer than ever. So it showed that we can stick through this because I know a lot of people, it was the opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it, it was all positive. I'm grateful. I hate that it happened, but I, I'm always trying to look at the positive side of things. So I was able to pivot and really make some more moves to now that stand up is back. It's just one of the several things I do now. That's, that's really dope. Now, speaking of the um, whole like transition with the pandemic and all that stuff like that, were you able to, how were you able to, like, I guess, market yourself in the arena when everything was gone, because you said you did classes, but it's like, who's worried about a class if we can't go nowhere? So how were you even able to even get them to think in terms of I still need to be progressive? Yeah, I mean, what what's crazy is like the pandemic created a mindset shift in everyone. So there's like a lot of people who were like, oh, maybe one day I would try comedy or maybe one day I'll get to that silly hobby or whatnot. But the pandemic, people are like, I have nothing to lose. I've always wanted to do this. Let me try. And like. The podcast is bigger than ever because of that. People were searching for like how to write jokes and they were searching for different comedy tips and things. And the show is all about comedy education. And it's like professional comics providing professional guidance. So people just became more interested in comedy than ever and really starting to scratch that itch. And it just turned into, I had this like online community. There's a Facebook group and there's a YouTube channel and people were asking for classes. So I started creating classes and different workshops and things like that. So it, that kind of just came from people asking me to do it. It wasn't like a, a business decision more than there was like a demand for it. So I, I supplied it. I became the plug. That's no, that's nice. That's super dope. Cause yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm the type of person where each year I try to add something new to my resume to keep, you know, continuously evolving. Yeah. So to even you know I, and during the pandemic I, that's what I was doing I was beefing up on my podcast I created a game I, you know I was doing anything to just keep my mind sane <laughs> yeah. but yeah I mean like I took um, improv classes online I did like a whole bunch of stuff I mean if I if I didn't do anything else I found something to do with my time <laughs> yeah yeah we were doing zoom shows and all sorts of stuff during the pandemic yeah and, us, and them zoom shows was weird but hey they still paid hey fact. <laughs> <laughs> so oh i'm gonna ask you this because most people they they only ask you about the business but i try to get to know you a little bit beyond career so who is your favorite rapper and singer and why i, I mean i don't want to i don't want to be stereotypical here but i mean the the great white hope jack harlow has really given us honkies some inspo out here now like no but he's scary like i I, he's like he'll like he'll like kill your family and then like like he's all over the place but jack's just smooth with it you know he makes me he makes me want to be like white boy joe he wants me to come out here and sit some bars you know what i mean okay like little eminem ish (laughs) -ish. yeah m and m and m that's what it'd be m and i'd be m and them is what i'm but he, he might be my favorite right now, and he just he just dropped that uh, track with a uh, Drake. So I mean, he's on mm-hmm. right now. So I actually caught I caught him pre-pandemic, and I was gonna go to his show. He was doing a show in Athens for twenty bucks, 
And I actually bought tickets. My wife and I were going to go. And then the pandemic hit. And then they were like, ah, oh, cancel it. They can't. They ended up canceling it because, because you know, now he's a superstar. But I yeah. uh, kind of caught him on the way. Yeah. So he's, he's probably up there for sure. But, I mean, OG Gucci Mane. Don't give okay. me some Atlanta Santa now. Don't right. start it on Gucci Mane LaFleur. I'm not <laughs> a ball player. I'm just a tall player. You know, a little lemonade or lemon. You know, he... He's the one that really got me uh, into the hip hop game. So, you know, nothing wrong with a little zone sticks in the system. Okay. What about your favorite singer? <laughs> my favorite singer? Oh, my favorite singer. Gosh. I mean, probably the, I, I would say Selena. I mean, you know, so mm. Selena, that's the first movie I ever cried in as well. Okay. When they when they like showed the whole murder and everything, that that one really that really pulled at my heartstrings. But Adele's up there too. Sorry, I mean I'll do some white people as well. I guess you know. I think the only Selena song is the one where she it's something about the stars. I don't even know the name of it, but I, when it comes on, I know it. Yeah. But, uh, yes, the only. Selena. I mean, I love the movie, but I don't know none of her music except that one song. Singer, <laughs> because I don't really listen to music. I don't really listen to that that type of music that much. It really is more like I'm more into like hip hop and like classic like beach boys and stuff like that guess what candid kisses tv has merch that's right you can find it at artistperiod.com we have everything you need we have hoodies we have coffee mugs we even have throw pillows and beach towels for the summer (laughs) get it right keep it tight Listen, everything you need to get your drip right, artistperiod.com has it for you. That's A-R-T-I-S-T-P-E-R-I-O-D.com. Get your drip right with artistperiod.com and Candid Kisses TV. Make sure you get it today. the beach boy but again i only know like four of their songs but and half of them is because it was on full house so i mean yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah like what's that one um is it i get a get a no i get around that's tupac no wait a minute it's something i don't know oh everybody going surfing i know that one yeah 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 they say i get around. <laughs> well get something like that they, they was going somewhere <laughs> okay name one of your favorite female comedians Gosh. Mm. I mean, honestly, like Lunell. Okay. It, she she's up there for me. She's up there for me. I just I just love a comedian that's just real and authentic. And and like I've interviewed over 400 comedians, and that's like a big piece of advice they share is like look for material that's uniquely yours. Like how to find your voice is like finding what is authentically you, what is real. And not trying to like play to a formula or try to cater to a certain crowd, but really just being yourself. And that's how you really start to entertain everyone. And Lunell just does a, such a great job of just being always authentically her, clean or dirty. I mean, I, I've seen her in Atlanta a few times. You know, she has her chair up there and her big thing of roses up there, you know, and she's the queen. So I really, I really think she's one that I've just been a fan of for years that I'm fortunate enough to have interviewed a couple of times now. She's you just watching her like, dang, that's just like that is Lunell on and off stage. She can like take how she's funny off stage onto stage, and those are always my favorites. 
Absolutely, absolutely. My favorite female, um, and have been for for years, Dominique. Mm. Oh yeah. my god! Because yeah. she's so like I ain't gonna say she's me, but her comedy is so relatable to my lane. Like, cause I just be chilling. to me. No, like no victim. Like, what are they? No hostages taken. They just kill everyone. And like Dominique is another comic who, like, every time you see her, she's gonna kill it from start to finish. Absolutely, I, I, I got the pleasure to interview her too. But man, I want to tell you that girl's that help is hilarious. <laughs> okay, name one entrepreneur you admire and why. Oh man, just one. Um, you can name more than one if you want to, but you're. But I want to know your all-time favorite. Yeah, I love. I mean, I I love like I I, I like to learn about comedy, but I, most of the content I consume is more in the entrepreneur space, and it is more based on uh, like business and things like that. I think as comedians, we can we can learn from other industries and start to apply and see how it can be used in comedy and maybe become a new trend that's popular somewhere else that we can make popular in comedy. So right. I would say, I mean, Mark Cuban is one who I think has been able to like marry celebrity and entrepreneur. So he's mm-hmm. able to like be a successful entrepreneur, but also be like an entertainer while he does it. And that's something that I, I want to continue to build and continue to do is I, I would like to, be known as like a savvy entrepreneur, but also like an entertainer and someone more like that without the entrepreneur background, it would be someone you would want to watch a TV show about anyway. So right. I would say Mark Cuban is up there. It's probably my favorite right now for sure. Okay. Now, do you remember, like I th- you've been doing comedy for at least what, 11, 10 years now. Yeah. So do you remember your first paid gig? Oh, Bruh. All right. So it was on Cascade, Cascade Road here in Atlanta, or Cacade. I didn't know it was Cacade. <laughs> yeah. Cacade. But this was JR Crickets over off Cacade. Oh, God. Okay. First time I ever saw a Kroger City Center. I didn't realize that. <laughs> I didn't realize Kroger sold, like, you know, Virgin Remy's and things like that. Uh-huh. I didn't realize you were out there like that. But so it was a learning experience. But like in, in Atlanta, you know, I came up in the hood rooms, you know, like I, I was white boy Joel, like white people never booked me. So I always did all the hood rooms. I was always the plug for when someone needed diversity. That's mm-hmm. what they called, you know. So this show, I was the host. There was a company here in Atlanta called Fat Fat Comedy, PH. Okay. And they used to produce several shows around here. So I, I did some spots on a few of their shows, and they're like, "Hey, you should try and host this show." No, I'm, I, have, I had no business hosting this show. I mean, it was a bar, or it was Cascade. I had no business in that zip code. Okay. Basically, I was the host. I was super new, maybe two years in, mm-hmm. and I mean, I bombed. I remember there was like another comedian on the show. I won't say their name because now, since they've been on like Jimmy Fallon and all this funny stuff, but okay. he. He bombed and he bombed so bad that he ran. He like went to run out. It was so bad that like he ended early and then he went to run out the back door. He was just so traumatized from the bomb. Wow. It was a double door and one of the doors was locked. <laughs> he, couldn't even get, he couldn't even escape right. He couldn't escape the bomb. He bombed 
tried to run out, make a quick escape, ran into a locked door. Oh. And had to like, and he kind of bounced back. And everyone saw him doing this. He had to like go through the audience to do this. Ah, right. Back and then he ran out the other door. But I mean, this was a, this was like a, this was a, you know, Derek Crickets. It was like a bar. Right. My guy hosting, been doing comedy two years, had like maybe like three jokes that were funny mm-hmm. if my family was there, you know. Yeah. But the best part of all, you know, paid 25 bucks. So not to brag. And it was a check. So. Ah, it was a check. Give me that goddamn $25. I'll let that register and shut the hell up. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, yeah, you, you couldn't pay me 25 just to drive in that area nowadays. But uh, that's part of the early hustle, though. Oh, my God. Well, I'm sure that inspired you to say, yeah, yeah I need to figure out how to book my own shows now. <laughs> yeah, and my wife that's how that's how I know my wife is a real one because she was actually at that show and she didn't break up with me so <laughs> she's like I can't do she, I was going to break up with him today but after this mm. it was like a sympathy I became a make a wish I became a project she's like we'll get him working at Enterprise Rent-A-Car or something we'll get him a job <laughs> hilarious <laughs> alright Nate, what are some words of wisdom you would give any upcoming entertainer or entrepreneur? Just don't quit. <laughs> I mean, there's so many ups and downs in this game. There's so many almost. I can't tell you how many pilots I've shot or TV shows I was on that got edited out of or things like that. that like, oh, this is the thing. Oh, this will be the thing or whatnot. Like, just don't quit and also focus on what you can control. Don't rely on anyone else to give you any opportunities. If it happens, dope. But at this point, it's all in our hands, you know, like with the internet and the amount of resources we have at our disposal to like learn how to do certain things. There's no need at any point now to wait on anyone to give you X, Y, and Z opportunity. Go out there and create it, you know, produce your own shows, produce your own content, like, Write your own scripts, then film that, whatever it may be, on like your phone if you don't have a big budget or whatnot. But I think focusing on what you can control and just start creating what you wish existed is kind of how I've approached my career, whether it is my podcast that, you know, I produced myself, whether uh, my comedy special, The Trophy Husband, I've mm-hmm. produced that myself, you know, and I'm selling it on my website, joelbyerscomedy.com. That's right. <laughs> so it's whatever you want it to be but it all comes down to just focusing on what you can control create your own projects and your own opportunities and then when it's time people will see it the right people will see it and it's it's man it's bruh. i mean i've been doing this 12 years and sometimes i'm like yeah and other times i'm like what am i doing you know <laughs> four years in they blow up I know friends 30 years in who still haven't, like, you know, quote, blown up. So right. it's all just staying consistent and doing what you enjoy. And that joy in what you create will translate to the audience. And then it's also your man, your your mentality of how you think of what you're doing. Because a lot of times, like you said, you can't really depend on others. You got to figure out how you're going to do it yourself. If you're so busy dependent on others, you're never going to go nowhere. Like you have to figure it out yourself. That's what you you came in this world by yourself. You're gonna leave by yourself. So figure it out. <laughs> I would say don't get too high and don't get too low. I mean, I I try to stay in the middle now. I mean, a prime example. Yesterday, I was busy all day. I did two super dope interviews. 
And I was like, oh, yeah, we're cooking now. And then this morning I woke up and I was just like, oh, bro, what am I doing? I like woke up and then had to like take a nap. Like I was just out of it, you know, and it's just like part of that process of just trying to stay in the middle, not too high, not too low and just stay grateful. And then your opportunities will come. You can tell the truth. It was the editing that made you say, man, what am I doing? <laughs> Bruh. Listen, I, mean, I hate editing. I understand. <laughs> but you got to do it. You have to do it. <laughs> uh, ain't nobody going to do it for you. You know? I mean, well, they will, but they're going to charge you a million dollars. So, I mean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Man, won't, ain't that the truth? Listen. Our podcast. Oh, now I got to edit it. Now I got to do show notes. Now I got to do the graphics. Now I got to upload it. Now I got to promote it. Oh, now I got to book another guest. It's like, bro, it ain't no joke out here. Well, you don't have to book the next guest because she's here. She is she is me and I am here. So, okay. I mean, oh. if you want me to pull up, I can pull up, you know. Shoot her shot. Okay, I see you. <laughs> we are moving on to our segments, which our first one is Kiss or Diss. Now, this is just celebrity crushes. That you decide who you're kissing, who you different hypothetically, because I don't want your wife to come beat me up. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> first one. Angelina Jolie or Jennifer Aniston. Who you kissing, who you dissing? Yeah. I mean, Angelina Jolie scares me. So why? Why? She, she like used to carry like she used to wear like a vial of blood around when she was with Billy Bob Thornton. Didn't they wear each other's like blood in a vial? I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, she's scary. So I'd probably kiss her so she doesn't kill me. Um, <laughs> and then I would, I would diss Jennifer Aniston if I had to. I mean, that's a tough one. Okay. All right. We got Pamela Anderson or Kim Kardashian. Who you kissing? Who you dissing? I mean, either way, I'm wearing protection. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would say. I would say kiss Kardashian because I mean she you know she's up right now. Pam, okay. You know Pamela she kind of yeah 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 she's more of a yeah so I'll diss Pamela yeah. All right, last one. Roseanne Barr or Melissa McCarthy? Ooh, uh, I kissed Melissa McCarthy. Diss Roseanne. She, All right. Yeah, she she's wild out in these streets. <laughs> Yes, she is. Yeah, messing she folks out and everything else. She's one of those white people, you're like, oh, come on. <laughs> All right, we are moving on <laughs> to DAQs. That stands for dumbass questions. They're just random fun questions I want answers to. Let's do it. What was the worst job you ever had? Oh, tree removal. Oh man, bruh, I was Spanish, but it wasn't worth it. Like, <laughs> adios mio, way. Oh. I, know, I don't know. I like no job that's labor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh-uh. In the summer. Mm. All right. If you could roundhouse kick anyone in your past that you know personally with the no consequences, who would it be? <laughs> oh, it would be um, it would be my fourth grade teacher who always tried to. She had it out for me, Mrs. Steele. You know who. <laughs> She had it out for me. I was just a hyperactive kid, you know, and and she she made sure at any moment that any fun I wanted to have, she was always trying to step on it. So I would say Miss Steele, fourth grade. You know who you are. Okay. All right. Miss Steele can get these hands. <laughs> All right. 
What's the worst name you could give a free clinic? Ooh, the worst name you could give a free clinic. Oh, man. I would have to say it would be, uh, I, I want to think of like, I mean, COVID it would probably be a good one. <laughs> it's a Club pretty- COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Club COVID. Club COVID. <laughs> that was a good one right there. Okay. If you had to lose a limb or a sense for a day, what would it be and why? Ooh, I would, I would lose a leg and then go panhandle for the day. Okay. I'd like say like support a veteran. I'd have a sign and everything, you know, and then as long as it came back, but yeah. Yeah. You had to lose it for a day. Okay. I would have picked the fence. I probably would have just said the smell because, you know, that's just easy. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't have to smell the bullshit today. Cool. Let's do that. Uh, All right. <laughs> so, name three items you would purchase to make a cashier feel uncomfortable. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm trying to keep it clean here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to think of this in five years. Um <laughs> Three things that make them uncomfortable. I mean, honestly, uh, spam. Okay. Buying spam. I mean, it's always sus if you're out there buying spam. Mm -hmm. Um, Tampons is another one because they don't know what kind of life you're about. If you're buying tampons, you can either be a good spouse or a creep. You know, it could be one or the other. And honestly, the the third one, if I if I were to keep it a hundred. It would be I got I got caught trying to steal one time. Uh oh. From a from a, it was a Walgreens. Now I don't I don't go into too many detail because of statute of limitations, but you know we got a record out here. But I, I tried to steal like a, a I mean this is whack now in hindsight, but I went through a phase where I tried to steal stuff. So I tried to steal a Reese's like a Reese's cup, and I put it in the front part of my jacket, but mm-hmm. that bright orange. Mm-hmm. You could see through the pocket of my jacket. I remember the cashier going, I, I can't remember what else I bought. It may maybe like some like Nasonex or something. I don't know. Yeah. And he was like, Oh, is that all? And I was like, Yeah, that was it. And he's like, Well, what about what about what about the uh the candy in your pocket there? And I was just like, Oh snap. And there was a line behind me, I just like threw it at him and I was like, There you go. So, <laughs> you didn't even try to like play it all smooth, you was just like, damn it, here. Yeah, I mean, it was Reese's, too. It's not even like it was that expensive. I could have stolen something that was actually worth money. But, you know, I was in high school when I was trying to be cool, you know. And now I know in hindsight, you know, you put it in your back pocket. So. Oh, so now, <laughs> now you don't tell the world how to do it, okay? So you steal by putting it in your back pocket. So you- <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. So we are moving on to GMG. That stands for What Grinds Your Gangster. Name one of your pet peeves. Gangsta Brazils. So I, I just wanted to do that. I mean, honestly, this really, it, it's when people put their feet up on the dash. I don't, bruh, what are you doing? Like, anytime I see someone with their feet up on the dash, I'm like, your highness. Excuse <laughs> me. I just, I don't wish anyone to get into a wreck, but I wish there was a malfunction with the airbag that deploys and just folds them up like an accordion. 
so they never think to put their feet up there again. It's just, I tell you. What is happening? I, I don't get, is that a white person thing? It is. I don't it think is. we do that. That's white privilege at its worst right there. We're just like, we want the world just on our feet. It's, and you know, you know, I can't say all races walk around with no shoes on sometimes, but like you wash your feet afterwards. You don't, you don't allow them to be black. I, I just don't, I'm confused. Why? Well, I mean, if you don't walk around, put socks on. Do, I mean, like, come on. You got to have the whole, your whole foot got to be black. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. That's <laughs> Culturally appropriating again. We're trying to, you know. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Like, we're gonna get this black some kind of way. <laughs> White people are trying to hide. We're like, oh, sorry. Because like some of this stuff coming out about us, like I'm learning right along, like, like a lot of the other cultures knew about it, but breaking right. news, I'm like, dang, we're worse than I thought. Like <laughs> it's rough out here in these streets. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. It's 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 serious out here. All right, we are moving on to the fan favorite, which is Opera That Thing Out. This is where you pick any song that you know at least one full verse to, but you have to sing it in your best opera voice. It could be a rap song, it could be a theme song, it could be a nursery rhyme, whatever you got. All right, we're gonna we're gonna keep this on theme. We're gonna do Jack Harlow's What's Poppin'. Okay. All right. <clears throat> My wife is going to love this right now. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> What's poppin'? Brand new whip just hopped in. I don't even know how to do it, but what's poppin'? Brand new whip just hopped in. I got options. I can bag that like Stockton. Just joshin'. I'm gonna spend this holiday locked in. All right, I was trying to operate and I was like, what are the lyrics? That's what makes it hard. Not a rap it, but what's poppin'? Brand new whip just hopped in. I got options. But I can't remember the lyrics. <laughs> like the, the lyrics don't allow me to whiteify it that much. No, whiteify it. Oh my god. <laughs> that was good enough. I am thoroughly entertained. <laughs> All right, we are moving on to our game, Singadoo. Now, Singadoo is a family-friendly game that all can play. Me and my homeboy DJ All-Star created over the quarantine. When we were sitting there bored, we created a, na- a game. So that what is- I'm doing it is you're singing the melody of a song, but you can only use the word do. And then you have to guess what I'm singing. So I'm going to do a couple, and then I'm going to let you do a couple. Okay. Now, you have to tell me what lane you can um you can do. Can you do? We have R&B and hip-hop. We have greatest hits. We got pop billboard hits. We have country and rock. We have old school. We got TV themes and party and dances. Now I'm gonna tell you right now, I can't do country and rock. I don't know none of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I like hip hop. I mean, okay, all right. Let's let's see how good you are. All right, let me find one. Congrats on the game too. That's dope. Thank you. If you want to get one, singadoo.com. All right, let's see if I can figure out how to do this one. Um, okay. Do 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 Yeah. Come on, you know it. I do a do 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 or the boy is mine. There we go. That's how you do that thing. All right, next one. I'm one of the real ones. This is R and B. All right. Do 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 do
Do, 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 do. Yell it out if you know her. Come on. Uh, I'll make love to you. No, but it's the right group. It's another song, but it's the right group. At the end of the road. There we go. Yeah. All right, let's see if we can do this last one. Let's see, let's see. Uh, I can do that. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm trying to find one I can do. Uh, oh. You know it? Pony? Yes! Come on! Let's get it! All right. That's how you do that singer, too? I mean, I mean. It is your turn. <laughs> I mean, okay. Okay. What I'm going to do, I'm going to hold up the cards to the camera, and once you find a song in there, you can do let me know, and I'll put it down, and I'll try to guess. I, I, I just want to give myself some props there. That was, yo. Hey, hey. No one you I'm did your damn thing, okay? You did your thing. <laughs> All right. So if you don't know the song, just let me know, and I'll, I'll flip it to another card. All right. You got it? Okay. You got one on there? Huh? Okay, go ahead. Do 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 Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, all right. Let's go. All right. Um. Okay. All right. Do 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 it's rock. Okay. All right. Huh? Again. You can try it again. I think I, look, you done did a song. I know I don't know. Hold on. Let me I might know it though. Go try it again. Ah, uh, hold on. I don't know that at all. Love. What was it? I believe in a thing called love. Yeah, I know that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We did these cards for diversity. All the songs on here, I don't know, but I know somebody know it. It just ain't me. <laughs> All good. Let's try this one. Um. Oh, okay. All right. Do do do. Hey, I'll, I'll cast. Wow. See, I knew I was gonna know that one. <laughs> well, that is how you play Singer Do. If anybody's interested, you can get it at singerdo.com. And Joe, thank you again for coming on the show. Please let everybody know how they can find you. Let them know if you got some merchandise. Matter of fact, you have your special. So if they want to buy the special, let them know how they can find you and all the information. Yeah, yeah. So my, my special is available joelbyerscomedy.com. I'm a comedian, entrepreneur, produce my own special. And that's available on my website. But if you found me funny, you'll love my podcast called Hot Breath. It's available on YouTube and all podcast platforms. All right. And that has been another episode of Candy Kisses TV. We are here every Monday and Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on all streaming platforms. Make sure you subscribe. Or I'm going to tell you, Mama, it's just that simple. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs> What singer do? Hey, what singer do? Hey, yo, what singer do? What singer do? Hey, cuz, what singer do, cuz? Singer do is a music game that all can play. All you have to do is sing the melody of the song on the card using only the word do. Do.
fate, same genre. Do what? Do 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 you got your family and they need you there. But I tried to resist being last on your list. But no other girl's gonna do. Order your copy today at singadoo.com.